Salutation Shades, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And a freshly vaccinated Marcus D. Oh yeah, guys, check this out. Marcus can't drink today because he just got vaccinated. I feel like I got punched in the arm after getting the vaccine yesterday. I've seen you get punched in the arm and then drink. (laughs) No, I just don't think that alcohol is the solution to exactly how I'm feeling today. But I didn't want to, like, cut out on recording today because I didn't want our fans to be able to uh, miss out on our awesome episode that we got for them today. So I'm going to push through the pain and the crummy feelings but to record this awesome episode. I just don't think drinking is the solution. That's okay. I've got two excellent beers that I'm going to solo review because I know Marcus would never drink either of them. They- I've seen you drink at least one of those that you have in front of you today. And you it's disgusting. No, it is very good. What do you, what two out, what's the. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and bust into the first one. This first one has a hell of a name. It's a dogfish head, blissful brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. And for what I can tell, that is the whole name right there. And this is given to us by our friend over at Whiskey Conspiracy. Now, don't search Whiskey Conspiracy up just yet. It's a project that he's working on and will hopefully launch pretty soon. It's like the most bougie, pretentious name for a beer. It's got like 10. And I've drank several IPAs with you. I mean, yeah, that is a very weird name, but... And the other one you got is... Oh man, it is so chocolate good. Duchess cherry. Yes, the the Duchess stuff is very good. It's a type of sour beer. Both of what I'm drinking today is sour beers because I love them. But this one, I actually almost wonder if you could handle because it's a little more muted. It's made with like sour cherries, <clears throat> and it has like this cocoa-y taste that goes with it. I know it sounds weird, but it actually pairs pretty well. I should have brought like a bottled water with me probably to drink so I could stay hydrated during this episode. What of your $6 bottles of water? Hey. Talking about bougie. Hey. <laughs> First of all, bougie water is delicious. I cannot Thank believe how much refreshing. you paid for that. And refreshing. Okay, I am a connoisseur of bottled water. Of smart waters, distilled waters. Actually, distilled waters aren't a thing. I meant... I meant uh, distilled water is a thing. Oh, no, 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 distilled water. No, no, dist- not distilled water. What was I thinking of? Oh, uh... Reverse osmosis? I don't know. I can't remember the name of the other water that I... That I that's the vaccine. That's what it's doing. It's making me forget <laughs> things. That's what it's doing. Anyway, I'm drinking cherry Coke... No, just Coke Zero today. Because that was what I stole from Just as a point, when I drink wares. water, I drink tap water. Dude, you drink Evansville tap water? Yeah. That explains so much <laughs> about your behavior. Do we have so many boil advisories we get here? I always check for one before I drink. No, I don't. No, you don't. I know you. I know you don't. And I'm the one who has to fill you in on news. Okay, if you guys like things that have a strong lime taste, I do definitely recommend this dog's head, though. <sighs> okay, okay. It's, it's Let's see like into comments. Smells like a lime that just went bad. Oh, it sounds like a lime yeah. that <laughs> decided to be awesome. No. Uh, guys, if you missed our last episode, it's a fantastic episode. We discussed. Uh, <clears throat> 
weird animals that have rained from the sky. We talked about everything from frogs to fish to worms to all the other sorts of weird, lizards. bizarre lizards, all other sorts of bizarre things. A squid encased in ice, <laughs> a cow. <laughs> so definitely go over and check that episode out. Oh, spiders. Oh, spiders. That's another horrifying one, too. You think you love spiders until two million of them land on your head. All right. Tyler Durden said, Another explanation for the reign of spiders is behavior is known as ballooning. Very young spiders seek the highest place they can find, sit on the leeward side. When they feel a very strong wind, they release and weave the parachute of wispy silk that, due to its high surface area, catches the wind, carries these spiders, and carries them away. Sometimes several miles is one way to ensure that the offspring are going to find genetically dissimilar mates and avoid species death due to disasters or diseases similar by being spread over a large area. I've lived in Indiana my whole life and I've witnessed large-scale spider rains at least three times. Each time it seemed to be in instances of mass ballooning, of hatching, or juveniles. Uh, so think the end of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> like, I, if I remember right, that came up when I was looking into the spider rains in uh, Australia. Mm -hmm. But... Did you, did you say he lives in Indiana? Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I live in Indiana, and I lived in rural areas. I, I've never had a spider rain. I don't know if I I don't know if I want one, but I'm still a little jealous that he's had an experience like well, that. Well, I also don't think that... I'm, I'm terrified of spider rains, because I don't think my reinforced umbrella idea <laughs> is going to protect me from the downpour of spider rains, because we'll just crawl over the umbrella. Eesh. Rabbit Sage says, Hey guys, I heard an explanation for frog falls that says tadpoles are brought up into the air through the water cycle and then they fully develop. They become too heavy for the water to suspend them, resulting in raining frogs. The raining lizards and earthworms threw that in a time when there weren't airplanes is a mystery. I first thought it was the aliens collecting samples or maybe they had to drop cargo too. Or maybe an underwater UFO took off with fish above them and unknowingly carried them up. I never thought about that, uh... Maybe like a UFO, well, that's, that would be a USO, I guess, would start it as, and then become a UFO. Like, as it's coming up through a lake, dropping fish on everything around it, because it's rolling off the ship. Oh, yeah, no, I can see that as a possibility. Oh, man. Ira Onok says, let me preface this by saying that I fully believe in conventional explanation uh, falls in many individual circumstances, but those seashells... Rather than mollusks being separated from their shells and dumped as locally as a lot, a sprout could have passed over the historical homes of some octopods. They hunt, retreat back into their territory, feed, and discard the husks in mass graveyards just outside their den. A spout over that den could scoop thousands of husks, seemingly excluding other species. That is a good explanation on why it wouldn't have the moss within it, but I don't think it could deposit it that far inland, though. I don't think that, I don't think that they could either. But though no, that that's actually a really really sound theory for how something like that could happen mm -hmm. though. But the placement is just a little off. Guy Prieto, oh, I was just saying thank you. Oh yeah, thank you for the comment. Guy Prieto says, "Hey guys, I was too young to live through the Red Scare, but forget nukes. Thanks for making me afraid of Ruskies firing unruly cattle at us from above. <laughs> Holy cow! Absolutely. They're they're taking a uh, page from back in the day, the first uh, documented biological weapon when they would catapult." Um, rotting cow carcasses into a city <laughs> to encourage epidemics during sieges. No. They're going back to that strategy. <laughs> no, and if you think that I was paranoid about that, wait till you like check out the rest of this episode and see what I've started like researching to keep myself safe. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about 
more weird stuff raining from the sky, but we're going to go off the animal thing and go into some just really oh, bizarre yeah. territory. I mean, you can probably definitely explain, like, animals away is possibly, like, like from what caused them to from the sky. But some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today just is just bizarre, and people still have just no idea, like, and can explain exactly how these things happened. All right. Do we have any more? Uh... No. No, we don't get more comments, so we can get into today's episode. Okay. I kind of want to grab the initiative on this one mm. and bring up a topic. I know we've talked about this a few times in the past on the channel, but we haven't really done a a great in-depth on it. Plus, it's a topic that both me and you like to talk about. Mm -hmm. The Kentucky Meat Showers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is so weird. So, for those of you who are veterans of the channel, you've heard us talk a little bit on this, but we're going to be bringing up some things that I don't think you guys have heard of yet. But first, just a real quick on what happened there. On March 3rd, 1876, in Bath County, over the area of Rankin, meat started falling from the sky. It was witnessed by Miss Crouch and later her husband as just chunks of meat, only a few inches wide, the largest ones being the size of the palm of a hand, began to rain down over their farmhouse. Hang on, I'm trying to measure like how big my hand is here, because I didn't know the dimensions of the meat prior to this story. That's one, two, three, four, five, like five inches. The largest Ooh. measured piece was four inches by four inches, but oh. some of them were reported to be larger. And oh. these were just chunks of meat falling from the sky on a clear day with no notable weather except for a small breeze. She actually did report a small gust of wind right before the shower began. In March, too? Yep. I mean, it was probably at least hot or muggy during that time, too. Oh. The meat was described to be gristly, and I have found no description of it having bones in it, just kind of falling over the area, landing with a crack sound. Ugh. Which I thought was odd. You you don't really think about meat landing yeah. with a crack, but like, I didn't find any explanation over this. Like I think it would be more like a squish sound as it landed. Or a plop. Ooh, yeah. God man, can you imagine the smell of what that must have smelled like of meat lingering in Kentucky March weather? Well, at least some of the pieces were immediately handled by her cat who went out and started eating them. Oh, oh god. Okay, and it wasn't just the cat that ate some. Several people from the town had volunteered to taste it and came back with some interesting results. Apparently, the meat visually was similar to, say, beef. Mm -hmm. But some of the people who tried to hunt her tried it and said that it was most similar to bear, in his opinion. Uh, some other people tried it and they related it to venison. A butcher eventually ate some and said he thought it was mutton. They should call this, like, the Kentucky Hamburger Helper incident. But the bigger thing is the how and the why and the the what no, I know that happened there. No, I know the common explanation as to what caused the... I'm going to call it the Kentucky Hamburger Helper incident. I don't care if people call it the Kentucky Meat Shower incident. Because anyway, this is, that's got to be... That's just rank. But anyway, like, the, the common explanation is that it was a giant flock of carrion birds that were flying... That had, like, eaten, like, either, like, a bunch of, like, dead animals and things like that. And as they're flying overhead, one of them would have thrown up. And apparently, I think it's, like, a survival trait that if one of them starts vomiting, the rest of them will start vomiting. Oh, yeah. That's totally a thing in many carrion birds where, basically, it, it helps protect them if they've eaten something that's poisoned or has gone too bad for even their extreme digestive system. 
And this isn't the official explanation, but it is the most popular one. But there are some notable problems with this. Uh, yeah, if it's too mm. rank for a buzzard and a person ate it, I'm pretty sure we should have been reading about a story in which said, guy dies <laughs> from eating mysterious meat that fell I, from the sky. That's very true. But it's possible that something else could have caused the vomiting. But uh, let, let's just start unpacking the, uh, basically the carrion explanation. Yeah. First, it's very unusual for them to do this while in flight. That okay? Th think about if you're if you're running, and you suddenly start to get nauseous. Are you just going to do it while you're still running, or are you going to stop and vomit? The thing is, birds are pretty much the same way. They aren't normally going to attempt to do this while they're in flight. They're going to land and do this. Now, it is possible for this to have happened, but it is very abnormal. Beyond that, this shower lasted for several minutes. Yeah, did you know what's missing from the story? Yeah, the large flock of birds in the sky. Yeah, that's just circling over, vomiting for several minutes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that if this lady would have said there's meat raining <laughs> from the sky, it would have also included the, the horde of buzzards or other birds flying in the sky. Also, in no account of the story did I find, was it like a reeking, smelling meat? Like, yeah. it just seemed to have been meat that had fallen from the sky. But no one's describing some sort of horrible odor of rotting flesh from it. Or, you know, stomach acid. Or, or yeah, bile. There, you It know, should have been coated in bile. And there's not, like, any details yeah. along, the, along those lines. Because I'm telling you right now, that's not it's not going to look the same coming out as it did going in. So I'm pretty sure that it would have looked kind of differently. And also, because, like, you think, too, like, when, with how birds do it, too, they, like, they swallow in chunks. And I think some of them yeah, are even, like, yeah. cube-shaped. Or something like some of them were like it was almost like they were like cubes of meat rather than like strips, mm -hmm. or you know, or or little globs, which is what I think probably is the the size of like meat that like uh, most of these bird carrion birds probably uh, would eat. And my final thought on it is it was noted to be a clear day, a mm -hmm. clear open sky. No one described seeing. Well, first, this would have to be. Think about it. this fell over a a fairly large area. Mm -hmm. The flock of birds needed to drop that much and they would have to be something along like in the vulture family mm -hmm. to be regurgitating the pieces that big i mean this would be a notable flock this would be a abnormally large group of them and for it to last that long they would have to be like just seeing their circling in the sky being extremely obvious because when meat starts raining from the sky i'm gonna go out and look <laughs> up and i'm probably gonna see this huge and abnormally large flock of birds i I think there's too many issues with that part of the story. There's too many oddities mm. as far as this making a good, consistent story. At least not a clean one. I did hear the the theory because do you know do you know if people still have some of the samples of me? They do. Them? There is a uh, sample that you can go and see yourself. At the University of Transylvania in Lexington, Kentucky, and that's not far from us. And I kind of want to take a road trip to go see it because they even have jelly beans that are supposedly flavored like it that uh, you can try. Oh my god, that is so gross! I have to eat. Some I know, now. I know, I me know. too. I'm kind of about this road trip. Oh my god, let's do that. Sounds like that sounds like fun. You know, we could even set up like the camera in the car and discuss like paranormal stuff on the way there. Wait, so wait, is that a museum? No, it's a university, but apparently you can go and see it. Hmm, interesting. I I was 
I thought I was reading an article not too long ago about the Kentucky hamburger helper incident, and yes, I'm going to call it that for the rest of the episode, that they thought that it was horse lung meat. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little ahead, but one per, there were several samples that were sent out. Well, that's one of the good things about this case. People did take what happened seriously enough to send off these pieces to be examined. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually they got to a scientist who tested it according to his testing. And I think this was at the university of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, according to his testing, it's either horse or human infant lung, but there were several different pieces. It seemed like other parts were, some of it was lung tissue. Some was like muscle, but the piece that he had seemed to have been lung in his conclusion was it's either horse or human child. I want it to be horse. I don't... I, of course we <laughs> want it to be horse. We don't want it to be raining yes. infant parts and then to know people ate them. This, that is a scary idea. You almost... For, for a minute, this almost became not safe for work. Yeah, and this story... You did not warn me about that part I of the story. I you knew. I didn't know about that part. I knew about the horse lung part. I didn't know that other part. It, it takes it from this is a weird, silly thing to a much darker dimension when you get to that point. Yeah. But I'd, I don't know how he eliminated it down to those two things. But that's what it ended up, like, basically his statement was. It's, oh. it's one of these two things. Yeah, that's it. All right, it's like Clark Creswell. Roll them up. Okay. But there were a lot of other explanations that were given out on what this was. Like, one was that it was frog spawn being swept up by the wind and redeposited, which is just, no, no, it was clearly not ah, that. Yes, frog spawn. The other, other, other <laughs> red meat. <laughs> well, first, the day was described as being like a little windy but nothing that sounded like it'd be enough to actually pick up frog spawn and beyond that frog spawn is clearly not meat yeah <laughs> like or red clearly. or red meat yes or muscle the kind that gives you gout which is the kind of meat that this is another explanation was a type of bacteria that can form and kind of fall with rain mm-hmm. but it didn't rain that day and also would not look like me. This, this that idea was kind of abandoned pretty quick. Oh. There was other there's also another explanation that um and first I'm going to give it give you the story as I understand the explanation, but keep in mind there's some weird parts of it that two men were quarreling then got sucked up by a tornado ripped apart, and then showered down over this one specific farmhouse. Even though, like, you know, it wasn't even stormy that day, and how would someone know it was two men quarreling, or that it was two people or men? So two men filming, like, a prequel to the movie Twister are fighting in their front lawn with enough, like, where a tornado rolls by, they get picked up? I'm just giving it to you as the story goes. It's a very weird one, mm-hmm. but this is the sort of explanations that you get when it comes to something this peculiar. I don't think any of the explanations that are given are at all satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people buy the, um, the avian possibility, but when you really break it down, there's so many unlikelies to it and the fact that, like, there were there wasn't, like, this huge flock of vultures sighted in the area. Well, also, vultures can't fly high enough for you not to be able to see them. Yeah. So, like, people would just be able to see the vultures in the sky if it was causing, like, if it was, that's what was causing it to rain from the sky. And once again, there's the time issue. It was multiple minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, God, I'm just imagining the stink that's just got to be rolling off of that county is like just as it's baking like in just March weather. Well, it seemed like a lot of them were gathered up, sent off to places or eaten or oh. allowed to be eaten by the cat, I guess, too. Oh, it's in my nose. Oh, God. And that, that's another part of the story that I could have seen made it because she was interviewed multiple times. And if her cat had gotten sick after eating it, right. I would imagine that that would have been mentioned in a later thing. I guess it could have snuck off and vomited. Mm -hmm. Because if it was bad enough to make a vulture vomit, it's it's the, the cat's not going to handle no, that well. No. Dude, this sounds like something like straight out of like the SCP Foundation. It really does because of just how absolutely bizarre it is there probably is an scp on it i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there's not okay Ugh. what possibilities do you think could be out there Let, uh, let's start mundane and go to more bizarre I, I you know i don't know if there's some sort of like just glitch in the matrix that's going on like that's just causing these just this weird like time the, the sort of the, just some sort of weird spectral distortion that's causing these sorts of strange rains because there's a lot of these strange rains that don't make any sense. Like, I mean, kind of like tossing it in there, like, you know, corn fodder thing. All across the Midwest, where there's stories of people, like, just having, like, corn kernels raining down from the sky. And there's no cornfields for miles and miles and miles and miles. And it'll, and it'll just fall when there's no bad weather going on that they'll just walk out people just walk out and they'll just be corn corn kernels just like uh, littering the ground okay I, i've got a i've got an explanation for you mm -hmm. it makes about as much sense as many of the other ones mm -hmm. do you remember when we were doing the crawfordsville monster mm -hmm. and they're talking about like young men and women like sending cats up into the air in hot air balloons mm -hmm. well they drifted from crawford county down to kentucky <laughs> and then uh Got broken up on reentry. There, you, there you go. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I mean, we we've talked a lot about atmospheric beasts on on the channel and, and through the and podcast. Yeah, that's, that's an area where my mind went too. You know, and if you guys aren't familiar with like the atmospheric beast phenomenon, it's like this supposedly the. I mean, massive like I, I think the describe is what jellyfish. Some, sometimes they're described, described as jellyfish. Other times they're described as like a ray-like creature. Yeah. That like live like in the upper like stratosphere, like the upper parts of uh, of the earth, and occasionally people have reported like planes seeing them or astronauts or things like that. Um, maybe one of them exploded. I don't know. Got hit by something, and got one got hit by another one. Got bit by another. I don't know. And it caused all this stuff to start raining. Maybe one of those vomited. <laughs> maybe that's what it, maybe one of them took a bite out of one and went up oh, the spot for and me and it's not like the scientist that was figuring out what it was had dna sequencing he was probably using visual observation to just get the closest approximation that he could to right. what species it was right. um it could pop excuse me it could possibly explain the lack of bones yeah but i, I think honestly if it was some like alien i was alien like some sort of like creature like that i don't think that it would still be sitting in a kentucky laboratory i think we'd see something kind of like like the uh the oil pit squid incident thing that we did a uh, video that we covered where like up uh, that weird like squid creature that was found in yeah. the vat of toxic ooze up in the uh anderson indiana i believe it was we did a video on where literally just disappeared the next day oh no air quotes I, I don't think that that's how it'd go down 
I think that they would they would definitely take it, and then they just replace it with a scrap of meat from their dinner the previous night. Like some Mission Impossible, like some Mission Impossible <laughs> stuff going on. I don't even think they'd have to. <laughs> it's like I like the atmosphere. Like I say, whenever atmospheric beasts come up, come up, I really like the idea of it, but it's just. Like, why would it be raining down in such small chunks? If this is a large creature up in the atmosphere, what what diced it on its way down? What year was this in again? It uh, was in... The Kentucky... 18... Oh, no, it's not early. Never mind. Maybe a UFO hit it. I don't know. Maybe... 1876. Yeah, like, once you said 18, it already threw out my other idea that it was some sort of man-made thing that hit it. Maybe it was a UFO that hit it. I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind, but we have like, uh, like you see roadkill on the side of the road or people's car hit some sort of animal. Maybe a UFO hit an atmospheric beast in the sky yeah, in, the, in the sky, and then rained chunks of flesh from it hitting it. Yeah, but the problem is this, it's, okay, we're using two different poorly explained things. <laughs> I know. Like, because UFOs, yeah, I personally believe they exist. But they're not like commonly old fact. In atmospheric beasts, I'm still on the fence. I haven't seen anything to make me a believer in atmospheric beasts. I just really like the idea of them and kind of hope they might be a thing. <laughs> so I, <laughs> the UFO hit an atmospheric beast, blowing it into small dice chunks, and then they rained over this farmhouse. I'm just, I'm just yeah. not biting. But I, I, I'm at a loss to give you yeah. a better solid answer to what might be one of the Midwest's yeah. greatest mysteries. Yeah. Some sort of, some sort the of day uh, it rained yeah. meat. Yeah. Some sort of irresponsible alien teenager took his dad, took his alien dad's spaceship, and accidentally hits the roadkill, and then had to cheese it. I, I almost wonder if maybe this, the this family in Rankin, Kentucky, had somehow pissed off some local kids bad enough to load up a bunch of like rotting meat and catapulted at their house or something. But I. But at that, even at that, unless they have a bunch of cattles working in conjunction, it's not going to fall over the course of a few minutes. Right. It's going to come down roughly at a general same time, well, with at least within 10 seconds of each other. Well, also, another thing, too, like, if it really was, like, going back seriously for a minute, like, if it was legit, like, horse lung meat, wouldn't, like, you know, ho you know, horses are expensive. Wouldn't somebody, like, be able to report that a horse is, you know, missing? Or that's, or, you know, or at least a couple horses? Because this probably would have to be more than one. I don't know. There's a lot of meat in one horse. It's a lot of meat. Do you think? So do you think the amount of do you think the amount of meat that may have rained that it could have just been from one horse? Well, we don't have a really great picture of exactly how much fell down. But I grew up on a horse farm, and I can tell you this: there's a lot of meat in a singular horse. I do think it's fascinating that no bones were reported, though. Mm. Now, if it was human, I think it would take more than one human. Oh yeah. But. That's terrible. The, the, the one thing that I would say is a plus for the carrion um, explanation is that there were no bones. Mm -hmm. But I think nothing else about it really makes that much sense. Oh, God. I'm horse. I'm hoping that it's some kind of sort of horse or atmosphere. Pegasus. Beast. It's a Pegasus. They... It's, it's a Pegasus <laughs> who was... collided with an aerial blender slash deboner. And... <laughs> like, it just... it's. It's so weird that there are no bones in it. It, I, I I'm at a loss. Like, no, no, I can't see what it is. No, because Kentucky's very, very uh, famous for all of its Bigfoot sightings. A Bigfoot just picked <laughs> up a rock and hit a Pegasus and clipped it. Yeah, but then wouldn't there be bones? Oh, and sorry, feathers? no, never mind. I'm sorry. He threw it so hard it exploded. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bigfoot are very strong, and it exploded in the air, and causing it to rain down everywhere. I don't know. It's just obviously. This isn't whatever happened to it, it probably wasn't that it was a solid creature up in the air 
that then had something bad happen to it that caused it to die. Because we would see other parts, unless it's a creature that did not have bones or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, even to this day, it's not totally sh- certain on what the meat was. I said the one guy said if it was either human or horse. But, like, a lot of people describe the taste as being very muddening. And even me and the scientists who examined it, they, like, one of the scientists basically took a look at it, examined it, says, yes, it is visually similar to meat, then cooked some, ate some. It's like, yes, it tastes like old mudding, which by the time it would have gone to him, it was probably past the point where he probably shouldn't have been eating yeah, I don't it. think people in, eight, like, in, like, in this time period should just be eating random pieces. I mean, these people are ballsy from eating this stuff, just probably for how long it was just sitting around. Red meat. No ice cooling that thing. That's room temperature. I don't think I don't think all the cooking in the world is gonna get rid of whatever it's got in it now. But I have a theory. What okay. if the, what if what happened was the people in, like were improperly disposing of a horse? Because if these people were the only witnesses to it falling from the sky, maybe they were like improperly disposing I, of a horse. And I've then heard they... of people using dynamite to get rid of a horse's corpse. Before. Yeah, because again, they're big. I mean, they're. I mean, aren't horse graves like huge? Well, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, which they they say don't do this anymore, but if you're going to dig a horse grave, normally nowadays you'd find someone with like some sort of large piece of digging equipment, like a backhoe or something like that, dig out a big hole in the earth, and then you place the horse in, and then you rebury it. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, yeah, they're 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 not small, but like I think this is during the period where they were would be used as glue though you mm-hmm. if you lost a horse as as i understand back in the day you would actually send it off to get made into glue or what if some teenagers blew it up i mean maybe if you're a teenager with dynamite but then the thing is you're going to have random chunks raining down some of them are going to contain true. fur some true. of them are going to contain bone true and beyond that i it's not going to i don't think it's going to fall like over a farmhouse nearby like, obviously, this lady didn't describe a loud bang sound shortly beforehand. Mm. And it's not going to blow them way up in the sky and then them all come down together. <laughs> it's just going to blow up around the horse. That's true. And also, like, it's, there's going to be fur, bones, eyes, all the parts of the horse that would normally be there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like someone just <laughs> dropped a bunch <laughs> of meat. Also, uh, explosions probably not going to make it rain over the course of a few minutes. Mm. At least not with dynamite. If you had something really big, maybe. Like the cops just show up and there's just a big just explosion there and they're like, oh, it was a, it was a, it was a meat fall. It just started falling from the sky. That's that's what it was. But yeah, I've I've heard of people using dynamite to dispose of a horse's body before, which sounds like just a bad idea altogether. Mm. But I really don't think that's the case here. But I I'm at a loss for a better explanation. If you asked, if you gave me this scene and told me my job was to solve this mystery. I don't know if I could. I think I'd have to go with the crazy kids out there with catapult shooting meat answer because (laughs) as much as I want to give you guys a solid explanation, this is really freaking weird. Mm -hmm. Like just probably one of the most strangest, unexplainable, like weird things that that have fallen from the sky. Although in tons of people jump on the uh, carrion bird scenario. But I don't think it makes as much sense as people seem to think it does. Because there's so many details of the case that just do not jive with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Do you want to move on to another one? Or yeah, we st- or we st- yeah. I, I could probably talk about this one all day, but I know we want to hit some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of other weird ones. 
Um, here's a fun one. And I remember our last episode, we were talking about all the weird things that fall in Russia, uh, from Russia. On June 16th, 1940, the town of Gorky, Russia, it's a real name, by the way, of a place. Gorky? Uh, Gorky. Saw 1,000 14th century silver coins falling from the sky. What year was this? 1940. 1940. <sighs> that was the weird thing, too. This isn't like just modern day money. This was How detailed is the account? I mean, the details, I mean, it's, it's, we know for a fact that it's 14th century currency. Did they Silver fall currency. with, with like force? No, they were just falling, raining from the sky. So, over the, like, over the course of this, like, this, this whole part of the town. How long did it last, or is it known? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how long that it lasted, but it was at least a day. Because, like, my first thought is, could it have been from an airplane? That dropped a thousand silver coins? From 1940? Probably not. And that, that's still weird. Like, I don't know where you'd get that many coins in a, my only thought of a scenario would be, the plane's overloaded with silver now, and they have to start dumping it out the back? That's why I was asking, did it fall for very long? Because yeah. you're not going to sit there and circle around the same uh, town dumping silver coins from the past, right. you know, down over this town. Well, also, keep in mind, I believe this this is still during World War II. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it could have been some sort of smuggling effort or a desire to, yeah. like, get valuable goods to different right. areas. The prevailing theory that people have for what might have caused this was I think that a tornado literally just upchucked a hidden treasure chest. And scattered it all over this town. Oh, that makes sense because I've heard of um, tornadoes ripping out, and once again, we're, this is really macabre, but ripping out grave or grave mm. sites and pulling coffins up out of the air and sticking them other places they're not supposed to be. <clears throat> what? So yeah, I guess if it was like a buried treasure chest, like if you hid some money and then no one came back for it, and I, I can see this as being a viable possibility. I want to know how come we can't get better luck like here, like in the Midwest, we get like random mysterious meat. But, but Russia, for some reason, has multiple, multiple accounts of money raining from the sky. And apparently just raining money over like, there in Russia. I found, like, four different accounts of, like, in different times throughout Russian history where money and precious gems are falling from the sky in Russia. Okay, I'm going to ask you an ignorant question here. Mm-hmm. Are tornadoes common in Russia? I don't think so. I really don't know. I don't know. think so. Yeah, I, I'll I look it up as we're talking. I can't really say I know anything about like meteorology in russia besides the fact apparently is really really freaking cold the popular there. here oh yeah I know, I know the tornadoes are common here like um oh no it's not no more than two tornadoes occur in the country here like i i know like me and uh ricky bruckman from mount vernon paranormal once uh were investigating a cemetery where like while we were there there are people still Putting um, bodies back in the in their gra- proper graves after a tornado went through. Mm-hmm. The uh, priest of uh, the church that's adjacent to the cemetery asked us to come out to check out like some odd stuff that was going on. How come you never? How come you always want to take me out to like some random cemetery in the middle of the night rather than let's truck through Russia to see if like we'll get lucky and just random gold and silver is gonna rain down from the sky on us? Right. I'll tell you why I don't take you further away. You make me pay for gas. <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to buy you a plane no. ticket to Russia. Hear me out here. If we get to Russia and it starts raining money from the sky, you've made all of your money back. So I'm banking like my money on the fact that we're going to get there and money's going to fall from the sky. Can you name another country where money has rained from the sky more than Russia? 
I don't know about more. I know there's that case of dollar bills raining from the sky in, in America, but I think that was explained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But gold bars raining down from the sky in okay, Russia. Okay, tell Platinum. me. About... No, no, no. We did that in the last episode. That oh, was like two, right. it was 200 gold bars falling, like literally fell all like along the, uh, the Siberia, like in Siberia. And they recovered most of it. Remember? Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Most of it. And like, I think there was chunks of platinum and other precious <laughs> gems as well. Okay, what, what, what else do you got? Uh, a desire to go to Russia in order to get I'm rich. I'm not paying for you to freaking go to Russia! Finally, being a paranormal investigator is really like, legit paying off. I'm just saying. I'm going to investigate that. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so since you don't want to go investigate for money. 1969. A white powdered non-dairy creamer rained down on the town of Chester, South Carolina. White powder non-dairy creamer rained down over a town. Yes. For a good while. Like what's a good while? Like minutes, hours, days. At least at least several at least several minutes, maybe a couple hours. Okay, was there a storm going on already or Probably a large group of, like, office workers that just walked out with their morning cups of coffee, probably, trying to, like, get it. My first thoughts on this one is, this could be something that was displaced by the wind. I mean, powder is easily picked up. I don't know where there's a bunch of non-dairy creamer sitting out, where a wind can come through and pick it up. Mm-hmm. But tell tell me more. What what so, else is there to be known of this? Here's the reason, here's the reason why I like this story, because there's the... the the follow-up from it that I think that is always missing in so many of these accounts of weird things raining from the sky. Because the whole article talked about that the next day, the, like, the morning dew and moisture essentially made the entire, like, town look like just one giant sticky mess. <laughs> apparently, apparently what actually happened, uh, uh, this company, I think, I believe called the Borden Company, uh, was about to make a batch of corn syrup-based uh, drink additive. A vent got clogged, causing the entire batch to just explode into the air and just cover the entire town. I was going to guess it might be something like that because powder can be carried for, like, some distance and, can, and disperses real well. Yeah. Uh, and then the factory was fined $4,000. <laughs> So while, making the town sticky. Yeah, so, and everybody having to clean it up. Did anyone do anything neat with it that got documented? Yeah, probably drank their coffee. <laughs> I can only imagine... How productive the people must have been at work that day, because they got all that sugary, not like creamer, probably like in their coffee. Like I was wondering if someone like made a snowman out of it or something. Oh, dude, or, or like uh, or creamer angels, like just yeah. out, like, just out the outside. Oh man, sorry. Oh, uh, all right. So the so here's one, and I'll talk about this because this is like a worldwide phenomenon. Rocks falling from the sky oh yeah there's one of those actually not far from here yes yes so this is a phenomenon that we could probably narrow down more specifically specifically i think the most recent famous account of it was in india was uh in this particular town in india that i had i'm pulling up my my uh, one my, my article that i have on because i always have a hard time pronouncing the names of this but this is a weird phenomenon in which like actual rocks like several rocks will rain down from the sky and I know that several people, whenever they've gone out on paranormal investigations, have had instances of rocks being thrown at them and things like that. And so that's why I thought that this was really, really, really interesting. Cause it's, um, so it's the residents of Regara. Okay. It's a city in uh, East Central India. And this was back in 2019. 
back in March of 2019, where over the course of, like, I think of a few days, like, rocks and stuff were, like, composed of quartz was falling from the sky. And there's no explanation as to exactly <clears throat> what caused these rocks just to rain down from the sky over well, a large course of time. Statistically, if a rock's going to fall from the sky, I'd imagine it would be quartzite because I think that's the most common mineral on Earth. Weird flex, bro. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like weird rocks falling from the sky, and you're just gonna throw a geology fact at me. Okay, cool. Okay, weird flex. <laughs> like, All no, right. It's just like no, 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 no. I'm thinking like if, no. if a rock's gonna fall, I guess it makes sense. It no. might be that statistically. I, I, I tell, I tell you that strange rocks fell from the sky <laughs> in the town of India for several, like over the several days, and nobody can understand why. And you go. Oh, yeah, it's quartz. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the most common rock type. Yeah, of course. Although there has been a lot of statistical study on um, basically paranormal events occurring most often in areas that are quartz rich. Mm -hmm. is, is that a little more on point? Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. And numerous, numerous people in the town during this time actually ended up uh, getting uh, sent to the hospital because of the rocks falling down from the sky. And, of course, quartz has a hardness value of 8. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Which I'm I think a, actually might be right. I'm going to bite you. That's what's going to happen. I'm about to start fighting. Wait, so how big were these chunks fall? Um, I think about fifth size to smaller. Was about the was, was about the size of what some of these people reported some of the rocks were. But, I mean, I know that this isn't even like an isolated incident. This is something that actually has... Uh, that is a world that's a that's a worldwide thing where rocks have rained down from the sky on people. Do you happen to know if there are any major geological events occurring at the time? Mm -mm. Nobody could point to any sort of geological events that caused it. There was no meteors in the sky during this time that was caused that would cause this going on. There was no volcanic eruptions that would cause this to go from the sky. There's no tornado activity that was causing this to rain down from the sky. I mean, in this thing, at least in this town of India, it rained for at least three to four hours. Three to four hours mm -hmm. of, was it a was it a regular fall or was it like periodically? Periodically. That is. Okay. I got I got a crazy theory for you. Go for it. Ever read? Um, I started to say James and the Giant Peach, but that's not what I mean. Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm -hmm. Somewhere up above us in the clouds is a kingdom of giants, but there's also regular stuff, and sometimes a giant knocks down a bunch of frogs. Or fishes too deeply and punctures a pond and he comes pouring through <laughs> the canopy and sometimes he knocks off some rocks or something. Mm -hmm. That That is where I'm at at this point. I'm in the realm of fairy tales because uh, rocks falling like that over... Once again, maybe a catapult? Mm -hmm. like, this is so weird. Like, I, you know, I know that there's so many kinds of people of... People... I know a lot of people, especially with, with rock falls, try to pin it on, like, on particular types of creatures because there's stories of, like, you know, Bigfoot throwing rocks, for fairies throwing rocks, throw, stories of uh, well, there, there's eagles that There's eagles and monkeys that use rocks yeah. to break open things, but, you know. I don't think there's an army town. of them yeah. throwing them at this one town. Yeah. And so, like, but I think that it, that could explain, like, you know, like a random counter, like a couple of them, but not like an entire town having this for several hours. How much geological stay was done on some of these rocks? I don't know anything about other than the rocks other than identifying as quartz. I was wondering if they were all quartz or if it was like a mixture. I don't, there's no reason to believe that the rocks don't belong from the area. 
Because I can tell you that. I can tell you that the at least nothing in the rock so that it can have been at least from the area, but there's still no explanations of where they have come from. Okay, before we continue on, do you think all this bizarre raining phenomena, do you think it has a mundane answer that we just don't understand, or do you think that it is sufficiently into the realm of the bizarre? I mean, I want to believe that some of that some of them can be easily, can be explained, like stuff like you know with the number like factories, like with the non dairy creamer stuff that we've talked about, tornadoes, or with the spiders where we you know, know it's just a natural, natural thing they do. But like the rock phenomenon that's 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 very prevalent. The, the the Kentucky hamburger helper incident, Kentucky meat shower, uh, you know, are much more difficult to are much more difficult to explain. Or the jellies, which we never really, which we which we which we didn't get in this episode, but I know that our patrons have heard us talk about before. That we, people have no idea what might have caused these things. Do you think for the bizarre ones that don't have a solid explanation? Do you think that this is the same phenomena manifesting in different ways, or do you think these are multiple instances of unique phenomena? I think it's, I think they're each unique. I don't think that they're all connected. I don't think that they're all the same. I don't know. I I think I think some of them are connected. Like I think some of the weirder fish falls, tadpole falls, and stuff like that. I think there's a connection somewhere oh, in there. Sorry, I thought we were talking about like the non-animal ones. No, I'm no, sorry. no, like all of them all together. Oh no, I think all the animal ones probably explain. I think there's probably something going on with wind currents that we just have a very hard time understanding because, you know, meteorology is not as easily of an understood science as people think. So, and I mean, we're still learning tons of new stuff about how weather works and weather changing is, you know, with climate change, it's a thing. True, and there's tons of types of lightning that yeah. we still don't understand why they occur and how they occur. But at the same time, I'm going to say I can't think of any scenario that would cause non-native lizards to reign over a city. I still think that that's some sort of like alien smuggler that had to dump his cargo uh, from the space Maybe cops. aliens then, I guess. <laughs> But, like, I also have a hard time explaining quartz raining down over a city that's not having any weird geological um, incidents going on unless maybe there's some sort of non-documented geological incident or there's, once again, and this is this is going to be my potential answer for any of them, kids with catapults, army of angry kids, lots of catapults, didn't go documented apparently. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I, I could, I could, I've... The more that I've been looked into the paranormal, the more that I've started really putting a lot more thought into like just like glitches in the matrix and like just these weird just like hiccups in reality that that go down. I could see that actually. You know, I it's hard for me not to it's hard for me not to put some possible like thought into that. Because I mean there's just so many different anomalies when it comes to just our our perception and time and space if you look at things like that so i think there could be something going on with that which is again why we put which is why we put uh time and space anomalies on our patron poll uh up on our patron for our patrons to vote on i'm but... I'm still holding out for alien harvestings and stuff like that <laughs> I, I think that that would be a good one no but I, that's the reason i why i wanted to add that one, oh yeah but because there there's some there's so many more of these that seem to be creeping up. That's why I added it. But I, so in my heart of hearts, I think that might be the best explanation as I can explain. 
It's someone screwing around with one of those portal guns from the game portal. Uh, from Rick, like from Rick and Morty. Yeah, sure. That, that, that is I mean, that is an equally sufficient answer. I do apologize, guys, that we cannot give you more serious, concrete like answers to this. And it's not even like our normal stuff where, like, we might talk about lizardmen or something, and we yeah. can actually throw out some real theories. But we're clearly full. We're we're over the rainbow. Well, we're on the other side of the looking glass here. We are dealing with some of the most strange bizarre and difficult to explain phenomena right well i mean again you're looking at some of these phenomenon and some of them are 80 to 100 years old you know it's over 100 years old and they still they and then we and the scientists still can't explain it hell kill and fort struggled with the with these concepts you and know, could not come up with solid answers you know i think that's what makes them so paranormal and just so bizarre and that's you know, why they made the list. That's why they made the cut for us to talk about them today. And so, it's time for me to open up a new beer. Fine. But, uh, and I think we're kind of getting closer to, I think, time for today's episode. Unless I'll, more wanna... I'll open it up and tell the patrons about Chocolate Duchess Cherry. But I do, I do want to know, if there is any sort of a weird instance where you guys have seen something strange falling from the sky, or you have any thoughts on these, please leave it in the comments below. We would love your guys' input on what you guys think is going on with these. Um, if you guys are new with the episode, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, you know, list the best way, one of the best ways you can help us out. Share your support. Leave a review of this podcast wherever that you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we always appreciate that you guys sticking around and giving us all the support that you do. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. Okay, now that we're moving on to the second half, time for me to open up my second <laughs> uh, beer. Yeah, guys, we're going to slot into the Pillow Talk segment of our podcast. So if you want to check out the rest of this podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a... Smell it, smell it. Ooh, what, dude, what that you... smells like somebody pissed in that bottle. Oh my god, you have no taste. Dude. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast and listen to Vic drink some piss water, apparently... Oh, uh, go over to our patrons, sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get the rest uh, of all of our podcasts as well as bonus episodes that we put up. And if you sign up to be $2 a month, um, then you can vote on our poll to actually have an opinion on what uh, the theme of each month that we do. So uh, we've got four selections up there, and they're all fantastic. I think Harry Humanoids, Alien Abductions, Mutilations, Time and Space Phenomenon, and Ghost Towns are all the current selections that people are currently voting on. Ghost Towns might also be a good one since we've been investigating a ghost town. I'll check the I will check the poll right now to see what is currently winning because honestly, I thought that alien mutil that alien abductions and mutilations was going to be pop up. Ah, right now it is a current uh, currently time and space analysis winning with the other three all right behind at number two. So it's actually pretty mm -hmm. close. So if you guys want to uh, tip the tide in a topic you guys want to hear, just go sign up. Man, you have no taste. This is so that good. does not smell good, dude. It, it, it's like cherry with a slight end of cocoa. Let me smell it. it again. No, it does. It smells funky. I, I'm sorry, it's not Budweiser or Bud Light orange. <laughs> no, it just does not smell. I'm unfortunately sorry. three dollars a bottle. I'm, that does not smell it's good. Too expensive. No. no. Oh man! All right, guys. So let's jump into this uh, weird video that I found for you guys. So. Uh, for anybody that was familiar with our episode uh, where we had Ricky Brookman on, 
where we were talking about like the strange trumpet sounds that people hear in the sky. Uh, I recently stumbled upon this interesting video uh, from a YouTuber, Daniel Robb, uh, and he captured this strange video uh, from his hometown of Bryan, Texas on May 27th, 2020. And Daniel caught this uh, during a thunderstorm, caught on, vi like on video these strange screaming sounds that were emanating from the sky during this thunderstorm, during this thunder and lightning storm. And we're going to play part of the video for you guys, as well as put a link for you guys to check out the whole video up so that you guys can check this out. So we're going to play it for you. And we're 